What is up, Vitamin Lead City? How are you all doing? My name is TJ Reed. I am your host of Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. Welcome back. Man, we are so excited. A little over two weeks into this podcast, and we have over uh, nearly 250 listens to the podcast. Uh, we have just recently added folks that are listeners from Texas. The stars at night are big and bright, deep down the heart of Texas. I learned that from Pee Wee Herman for all of you Texans. So uh, <laughs> you Texans are definitely rolling your eyes probably right now. Uh, but welcome to our friends from Texas. We have some new friends from Morocco, from Casablanca, Morocco. Quite a few of you, actually. Uh, Salam alaikum, my friends. So glad to have you here. Uh, and then a brand new friend from Vietnam as well. We are so glad to have you joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this. Well, today is going to be a little bit of a different podcast because today is one of my favorite events of the year, and it is WrestleMania. Now, for those of you that are sitting there rolling your eyes right now saying, I'm going to turn off this podcast, stick with me for a second because I want to teach you a little something. Uh, WrestleMania. So the the global population of people over the age of 15 right now is about 6 billion people. The WWE, which runs WrestleMania, has over 1 billion followers on social media, which means that if you're in a room with six people, chances are one of them is a social media follower of WWE and follows what happens with them on a regular basis. That's pretty incredible. But what I want to do with you is share today some of the leadership lessons, the things that I've learned from WWE. I definitely know some of the downfalls and scandals, and I'll talk about those here for one second. Uh, but I want to share with you uh, some of the, the great leadership things and the challenges I've uh, received from watching WWE. And it's just something that I've liked since I was a kid, but have come to really appreciate their leadership models as I've gotten older. And so... If you're with me, if you still are with me about two and a half minutes into this, would you just stick with me and hear uh, a little bit about WrestleMania leadership? So a little history lesson for you. Uh, WWE really became popular in the early 80s. It became what was really the first national brand of wrestling. But during that era, the, the era of Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man and all of those sorts of things, uh, we all know probably now that steroids and drugs took a really huge toll on the superstars from that era. And, you know, it, it, the 80s drugs took a toll on anybody from that era, from those who were part of that. Uh, but that was the first decade of this company. The second decade of this company, they began to compete with Ted Turner's WCW, World Championship Wrestling. Uh, and this became a huge competition that heated up for, I believe, nearly 83 weeks. They were neck and neck with one another and uh, pushing boundaries. This is the era of, if you know in culture, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, scantily clad women. And what ended up happening is WWE, Vince McMahon's company, the owner of it, ended up buying their competitor, WCW. 
what really marked this as kind of like a negative was that uh, they did a lot of dangerous stunts, which ended up being uh, played out on trampolines across America as teenagers became very interested in this. And it was very scandalous, even to the point that there was actually a wrestler in WWE who died in the ring as he tried to repel from the ceiling. And so this was the second decade of the company. The third decade, they actually became a publicly traded company. And they started what was called the PG era of this company, where they tried to clean up some of the extreme tactics that they used in the late 90s. Uh, And really, some of WWE's credibility became legitimized as people like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, who had started in WWE, became mega movie stars. And they scored huge in Hollywood. And then the most recent decade, this fourth decade, has really been marked by... uh, a renewed sense of global dominance. They have very athletic people that are a part of it. And they even created a 24 hour streaming network called WWE network, which uh, many business magazines have called the model for streaming networks that a lot of other places that have tried to start a streaming network uh, have taken themselves off of. And so there's just a little history lesson about WWE and kind of where we're at. So today's event that I'm getting really excited about is called WrestleMania. Uh, this is the 35th anniversary of WrestleMania, which means that they've been doing this for 35 years straight. The first one happened in Madison Square Garden in New York City, where uh, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan teamed up against Rowdy Roddy Piper and Cowboy Bob Orton for the main event and uh, just really started something that uh, the WWE partnered with MTV during that time and gained a huge following from young people and really began to break into the public consciousness. And so today, WWE is known worldwide. They're beginning to make a global footprint. And so I want to talk a little bit about three things of the leadership right now in WWE that I really like and appreciate. The first one is their social media game plan. They are the boss when it comes to social media. Incredible. They were one of the first groups that had a Facebook watch uh, produced television show. They are all over Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, anything you can think of where people are, that people are communicating, WWE is trying to put their footprint there. And to have over 1 billion followers, that one in six people that are adults in the world follow them is absolutely incredible. Would you agree? Second of all, one of the really cool things is their global vision. Have you ever been a part of a group that started small and they said that they had a global vision for growth, whether it be a business, a nonprofit, a church, whatever it is, to have a global vision for what they're doing? They started there in the 80s in what was called these regional territories where there was... I. I don't remember the exact number, but uh, different people would have it. They'd have uh, Vince McMahon, who uh, owns WWE. His dad owned the company up in the Northeast area. There were others that owned the Southeast, the Midwest, those different sorts of things. Texas, there was a couple regions in there. And so it was kind of broken out into these different regions. And Vince McMahon decided that he wanted to grow the footprint of this across the whole country. And so made deals for television to be seen uh, across cable as cable is just beginning to be uh, a new thing, created pay-per-views that people could uh, around the first and second WrestleManias watch in movie theaters and now uh, can watch in their home streaming on their mobile phone. And so they had this uh, regional territory thing. And now 
as they've grown out of that and they've become a national brand and really an international brand, they're starting to view the world as kind of like global territories that there's things like new Japan pro wrestling and the far East there's uh, different places in the UK and in Europe that are wrestling there. And they've decided, Hey, we're going to have a footprint there. And so they created a brand called NXT UK there in the UK. Uh, they've done pay-per-views over the last year in the middle East. They have taken tours now of India and Japan and other places on a regular basis, on a yearly basis now. Uh, they are living in those places. They're creating performance centers in those places. And so they have a global vision and they're actually making it. They're creating leaders. They're creating wrestlers. They're creating performers that are performing all throughout these places. And so their global vision is becoming a reality. And I greatly admire that because they're really trying hard to respect the sensitivities of the different regions of the world, but also put their footprint there uh, to help to grow their business in those places. So social media, their global vision. And the last thing is the amount of content that they create on a regular basis. They produce nearly seven hours of weekly episodes of their television shows. The television shows are called Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and 205 Live. And then on a monthly basis, they create between four to six hours of content on a live pay-per-view that takes place in a city across America or sometimes around the world. And then they also are producing original content on their network as well throughout that time. If you look at just what they do on a monthly basis without the original content that they're creating, you could play that content for 24 hours a day for a month straight without stopping. What, what they create in a typical year, you could take an entire month and play it for 24 hours straight without stopping. Why do I appreciate this as a leader? It's because I, I say it a lot, and you'll probably hear me say it a lot in this podcast, but leadership is really saying the same thing over and over again in a fresh way. And so that's what WWE is doing. There's only so many ways you can say good guy versus bad guy, this sort of conflict versus this sort of conflict, and they do it on a regular basis. I'll admit they don't always do it the, the best or the greatest, but that's to be expected, right? None of us always have our our top game on when we're doing these sorts of things. But to be able to produce seven hours of weekly episodes and to be able to do it in a fresh way each week is admirable, very respectable in what they're doing. And so more than just oiled up wrestlers getting with each other, more than just the stone cold Steve Austin cursing and flipping the middle finger more than uh, all of those different sorts of things that have been a part of the way that they've done business in the past. These are some of the things that they're doing to, to truly, I believe, revolutionize a lot of the way that business is done today, that they're revolutionizing the way that social media is done, that a global vision for a company is done. And I think that we'll continue to see that play out. They've done an incredible job over nearly four decades of evolving with the way that the world was going. And I anticipate that they'll continue to do that uh, with what they're doing right now. And so I hope if nothing else out of this podcast today, you've been able to glean a little insight into this company called WWE. Uh, I don't know if you'll ever like it or ever watch it, but I know that tonight I'll be watching WrestleMania with one of the baddest women on the planet, Ronda Rousey, being part of the first ever women's main event. And uh, 
hey, if you're up for it and you hear this on Sunday before it starts at 7 p.m., why don't you take your free month of the WWE Network and check it out? You might have some fun, laugh a little, and learn a little something today about business and, and leadership and what they're doing. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that you've seen a little bit of my kind of insane passion for WrestleMania and WrestleMania leadership. But uh until next time, friends, thank you for listening. I hope that you will continue to share this podcast with people. I hope that we can continue to learn together. Keep those letters coming in. I am loving hearing how you're applying these lessons, uh, especially the one of who is a leader. Those of you that are saying, hey, I'm a power cord. Hey, I'm a planted flag. Hey, I'm a porch swing. I love hearing that stuff and why you believe that and what you're discovering about yourself. Let's keep growing together. Let's keep learning together. And I believe that we will continue to do great things across the globe as leaders. This has been Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. Signing off. See you later. Bye.